What is going on guys, Nick Sports Speakeasy and welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to discuss week 14 in the NFL season, all the games that have occurred, obviously minus the one on Monday night, the Rams and the Packers. Now today, this week, a lot of things happened in the NFL season that was unbelievable. A lot of last second field goals, some comebacks, some upsets, and we are going to discuss that all today. Now the first game we are going to talk about is the Minnesota Vikings and the Indianapolis Colts. The Vikings were down 33-0 in the late third quarter, and they came back and won by a score 39-36, which was the greatest comeback in history. And ironically, Frank Reich was the ex-Colts coach. Not that this has anything to do with anything, but he was the ex-Colts coach. Obviously, Jeff Saturday is the coach now, and Frank Reich was the, was the last guy to complete the greatest comeback, and the Minnesota Vikings broke his record. He was with the Bills and came back in the playoffs wild court round in the night. I think it was 92-93 against the Houston Oilers. So just a little fun fact there. Um, it was an unbelievable game for the ages. Uh, Kirk Cousins had four passing touchdowns, 460 yards. Dalvin Cook did really well. Not only did Dalvin Cook, he had 95 yards r- rushing and 95 yards receiving and a touchdown. K.J. Osborne and Justin Jefferson had both had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Thielen had a touchdown. But if you're the Indianapolis Colts, okay, this is what I think of them. I think the Colts have talent. They got a good secondary, guys like Stephon Gilmore, Isaiah Rodgers, Kenny Moore. They got two young receivers that have potential, and Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr. They got, I mean, Jonathan Taylor was hurt for them, so obviously that was a big blow. But Jonathan Taylor is a top two running back in the league when fully healthy. Okay. They got a good line. Obviously, they lost Anthony Costanzo to retirement. They drafted Bernard Raymond, who doesn't really, is not doing insanely great this year. And they got Quetta Nelson, who's out for the entire year. So I think the Colts are a good team. I think they have talent when they're fully healthy. With Shaq Leonard out, okay, they're one of the best linebackers in the league. They they don't have a whole lot of health on their team right now. But this is a team that Jeff Saturday is the head coach. And I'm not trying to put the blame on him, but he doesn't really know what he's doing, honestly. He's a guy with no no prior head coaching experience whatsoever. Okay, Matt Ryan is... is Matt Ryan, I don't want to blame this on him because, yes... He blew a 28-3 point lead in the Super Bowl, and the Colts blew a 33-point lead. But but that's not coincidental because it's not Matt Ryan's fault. He didn't have any he didn't have any interceptions. Okay, he's not he's still I wouldn't say he's a Hall of Famer, but I don't I don't consider him that bad of a quarterback. I think he's still while I do think he's not the same, I think this 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 loss should be blamed on Indianapolis. Okay, I think this loss should be blamed on the defense more than anything. I don't think it's Matt Ryan's fault whatsoever. Jeff Saturday, I don't think, is a great coach. And I think the Colts' struggles, yes, has to do with Ryan because he led the league in picks at one point, but this game itself wasn't to do with Ryan. And I think the Colts need to, personally, I don't think they're a rebuilding team. You've got young talent, one fully healthy. Quiddy Pay, the first-round pick in 21, who had a sack yesterday who looked pretty good. Or not yesterday, two days ago. Okay, they got talent. They need a quarterback. In the draft, do you look for a guy I had on my last podcast, I said, in the mid-rounds, a guy in the third or fourth round like Max Duggan from TCU to sit and learn? Okay, do you, do you potentially, uh, Will Levis is rumored to potentially get drafted higher than C.J. Stroud. If you're in Indianapolis, do you trade up for the Ohio State kid, C.J. Stroud? Do you wait till 2024 where you could get a guy like Drake May, Caleb Williams, or, or Quinn Edwards? Okay, maybe Will Rogers from Mississippi State. I mean, the Colts really need a quarterback. And they really need to do some thinking this offseason. They need to do some soul-searching because they're not a bet. In my opinion, they have the talent. They just don't have a quarterback. They don't have the coaching. I mean, this team had seven, okay, 
This team had seven sacks against Minnesota's line is terrible. They had seven sacks in the game. They blew a 33-point lead, but they had seven sacks. They played a pretty outside of the blown lead. Before that, they were playing a pretty good game. This is just this is just to show you how underrated Kirk Cousins is. This was an unbelievable comeback by Kirk and the Vikings. But at the end of the day, if you're the Colts, you need a new head coach, you need a new quarterback, and they should be fine. That's my opinion. And uh, and Minnesota once again they clinches in, in an odd in, in a very unusual fashion. They clinched the NFC North, and the rest is history with that. So next game we're going to discuss is the one that was played on Thursday night, San Francisco against the Seahawks, and. Once again, Brock Purdy played well, two passing touchdowns, only nine incompletions, 17 for 26 passing, 217 yards. Christian McCaffrey, now I'm going to say one thing about the 49ers, is that Kyle Shanahan does one thing I don't like. He runs everybody on the inside too much. He runs quarterbacks like Garoppolo and Lance on the inside. Quarterbacks are not run. Garoppolo, has, with all his injuries, he's not made to run, Okay. Trey Lance is not made. He's a mobile quarterback, but you don't run a quarterback on the inside between the tackles. Trey Lance should have ran on the outside. I don't like that the 49ers did that and leading to multiple injuries. But another thing I'm going to mention is that San Francisco can take any running back whatsoever and make him talented. They've take, taken some trash backs and made them unbelievable. They've taken practice squad, six round draft picks, undrafted free agents. Now, Christian McCaffrey, who's actually talented no matter what scheme he plays in, is there. This is why, in my opinion, the Niners are the favorite to come out of the NFC. Name me one team in the NFC that could beat San Francisco. Name me one team because even with a third stringer, anyone in that, anyone in the 49ers at quarterback, you don't need an elite quarterback for the 49ers to win. You've got, obviously, Debo Samuel is going to have extended. I don't think he's going to be out for the season, but he's going to have some extended time off, extended time out. I mean, you got, right, with Debo, you got Debo, who's a top 10 receiver. You got one of the best tight ends in the league. You got one of the best running backs in the league. You got one of the best lines in the league. You got one of the best defenses in the league. I don't think, I think it's a 49ers right now. If the season ended today, I think it's a San Francisco 49ers Buffalo Bills Super Bowl. Yes, I think I'll get to that later. I do think Buffalo is better than the Kansas City Chiefs, who just took the worst the team projected to get the number one overall pick to overtime. We'll take, we'll talk about that later. But man, San Francisco looks unbelievable. And the Hawks, Geno Smith played pretty well. I think Geno Smith's a nice story. Okay, he started off with the New York Jets. Okay, didn't do well. Had 12 touchdowns of 21 picks, 13 touchdowns of 13 picks his first two seasons. Was a backup, give or take, for about seven seasons, six, seven years after that. Then he comes in for the Hawks, his third, about, I think his third or fourth year there. His first year as a starter there. Puts up 26 passing touchdowns to eight interceptions in 14 games. Playing extremely, extremely well. The last couple weeks, he's thrown a fair share of interceptions, but Geno has looked great this year against a tough Niners defense, played really well. Um, and about the Hawks, man, they're a good team, but they, they don't, I truly believe while their defense has improved with the additions of guys in a draft like Kobe Bryant, the corner, not to be confused with, you know, may he rest in peace, the, the basketball player, Boy Mafe out of Minnesota, Jordan Brooks from Texas Tech. Their defense has gotten better, but I still don't think their defense is as good as it should be. And uh, I don't think the Hawks, I think they're a just-make-just-in playoff. They're just-make-just-miss playoff team, but they have a bright future. Geno played absolutely well this year. They got great receivers. They got one of the better offenses in the league. So, And they have the, I believe they have the, not the Rams pick. They have, they have a first-round draft pick. I forget which team it's from, 
but they have an, a high first-round draft pick. So along with the team that could make the playoffs or not, the, four, the, the Hawks have a bright future. It missed giving up Geno Smith. It shows you that Pete Carroll and the, anyone that has offensive weapons like uh, on the Hawks, as well as with as long as they have Geno Smith, or sorry, Pete Carroll as a head coach, a lot of people could do succeed. Now we got the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to talk about this is this is this game was because Lamar. The only reason why Cleveland won was because Lamar Jackson wasn't playing. Tyler Huntley was playing. While I think Huntley's a backup, he's not good enough to get the job done. Jake. Now they Cleveland won by a score thirteen to three. But uh, J.K. Dobbins, man, he had almost ten yard ten yard. He was averaging ten yards per carry. I've always been saying that J.K. Dobbins is in, is not in a good situation for himself because they're a run heavy offense where everybody's running. Lamar Jackson runs a lot. Gus Edwards runs a lot. They, they have a bunch of running backs that are there. Okay, he's like the fourth option as a runner. If you put J.K. on a team that was running the ball where he was the lead back, J.K. would be up there with Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. And we don't hear enough about him because of the fact he's on a, he's crowded. He's on a crowded running offense. I mean, J.K. Dobbins had ten had averaged 10 yards per carry. In 2020, he led the league in yards per carry. That's unbelievable. The fact he barely gets the ball and is doing as much as he does. Okay, receiving-wise, Baltimore absolutely did nothing. They their, their best receiver was three receptions for 31 yards, Mark Andrews, the tight end, as usual. But uh, Baltimore, you know, they had two they had two and a half sacks. Odafeoa had .5. Brett Urban had a sack, and uh, Kyle Hamilton, the free safety, had a sack. But, you know, overall... This game was was just not a very good one. Deshaun Watson won 18 for 28 passing, 161 yards and a touchdown. Um, he did okay. I mean, obviously the Ravens are a tough defense. Uh, Nick Chubb did pretty well, had 21 carries for 99 yards, no touchdowns. So this game was really controlled by the run game. Okay, Amari, Amari Cooper had 58 yards, no touchdowns. Peoples-Jones had a touchdown. So obviously Cleveland has one of the better defenses, Miles Garrett, Denzel Denzel Ward, the corner. They just got Deion Jones from Atlanta. So, uh, ironically, Garrett had a sack and a half. Ward had a had a interception. But obviously, Cleveland's season is most likely over. Baltimore, even with this win, Baltimore still likely headed to the playoffs. The Browns are likely headed home. So that's that. Um, now here comes one of the, another one of the thriller games. Buffalo wins on a last second field goal to beat the Dolphins, thirty two twenty nine. Again. The first time, I think it was week three, Miami upset. Was it week three? I'm not, I don't remember, but Miami upset Buffalo and won. Tua played another great game, 17 for 30, 234 yards, two touchdowns, 22 touchdowns and five picks on the season. Tua Tagovailoa is proving the haters wrong. Raheem Mozart had an unbelievable game, 17 carries for 136 yards, averaging eight yards a carry. Um, Waddle had a touchdown. Hill had a touchdown. That's the story of the Miami Dolphins' life this season. Though all those touchdowns by the two of them, Jalen Phillips and, and Sealer both had uh, a sack. Um, this game was exciting. Both playoff teams, Miami. Eh, I think Miami should still make the playoffs, but they're they're not as safe as a cushion to make. They don't have as much of a cushion to make the playoffs as Buffalo does. I mean, Buffalo. Josh Allen four total touchdowns, three hundred four yards passing, twenty five for forty. Um, Dawson Knox is one of the better tight ends in the league. When he came out of Ole Miss, I think it was 2000, I don't remember, I think it was 2019, he 
wasn't a great prospect. He was a third-round pick. They, the Bills drafted him on his raw potential because he didn't have a single touchdown in college, but he killed it at the Combine. So people are like, okay, maybe this guy's a physical specimen. If he's on the right scheme, right offense, he could do well. Dawson Knox has 98 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Morris had a touchdown. Naheem Hines had a touchdown. And James Cook, Dalvin Cook's younger brother, had a touchdown. I mean, Shaq Lawson had a sack. Daquan Jones had a sack. The 30-year-old defensive tackle. Matt Milano had .5 sacks. And overall, Buffalo is probably the favorites to come out of the AFC. They played a good game beating Miami. A tough Miami defense is always impressive. But this could potentially be a playoff rematch because Miami is, is more than likely slated. I, th- I do think Miami will still make the playoffs too. Now you got the Eagles and the Bears. Now I'm going to be a little critical on this game because Philly improves a 13-1. and They're having one of the best seasons, one of the best regular single seasons I think of all time. I think that they're they're um they're just have they're just cruising and uh you know they're just doing unbelievable. But my problem is that while Jalen Hurts had three hundred fifteen yards passing, I'm a little bit concerned because he had two interceptions against the Bears. The Bears are probably the second worst team in the NFL right now, so it's a little bit concerning. Jalen Hurts did have three rushing touchdowns, so he got it done on the ground. The Bears I think have an underrated front seven because they held a very good they held Miles Sanders to 42 yards, okay. Uh, A.J. Brown almost 200 yards. Devontae Smith at 126 yards. But really, outside of those two guys, Hurts doesn't throw too much of anyone else, you know. Josh Schwett had two sacks. Hassan Reddick had two sacks. Hargrave had two sacks. I mean, I feel bad for Justin Fields because I think Justin Fields is, is a stud. Everyone's like, oh, his passing yards are trash. How could he get his pass? He barely has anyone to throw to. He has no time to throw. Okay, the fact most quarterbacks that have one of the worst lines in the league, other than who I've seen of all time of Joe Burrow, they'd get killed. They would get killed in the pocket. They would barely, he has 15 passing touchdowns of 10 picks. They'd have more interceptions and touchdowns. The fact that the only reason why Fields is 1,000 yards rushing for all the casuals that say he's a running back is because he's forced to run because of how bad the offensive line is. If you get this guy protection, Justin Fields is a great passer. You take away his mobility, Justin Fields as a cannon. Justin Fields would be able to get it done as a passer. But because of the line, he's not going to throw for anything. Most of his touchdowns are red zone touchdowns because he barely has time to throw. He had 95 yards rushing. David Montgomery had a touchdown. Pringle and, and David Montgomery had a touchdown, but it's it's sad because they don't have. I mean, yeah, I do think Cole Komet has potential. I think uh, what's his face? Uh, St. Brown is not a bad. He's Amonra St. Brown's brother. He's a decent option at receiver. I think Chase well, Chase Claypool. Well, I don't think he even played yesterday. If he even got targeted, um, Chase Claypool is a good addition that they have. They they have a solid team. Like receivers, they just the coach Matt Furbelis. I don't think he's a very good coach. I think you need. I think you honestly, the Bears should fire him after this year and get a guy that suits Justin Fields' capability that could develop him as a passer and not just run, run, run. Because that's he was in Indianapolis as a defensive coordinator. What do the Colts do? They run the ball all the time with Jonathan Taylor. So that's all the, the Bears. That's all Furbelis and implement in the offense is is from Frank Reich is run, 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 run. We have a mobile quarterback. Let's make him run on every play. That the, the Bears need a new coach that can draw up better passing, passing plays and can develop Justin Fields as a passer. But right now, it looks like Chicago's going to pick number two in the draft and take the Will Anderson kid from Alabama to, to finally replace Khalil Mack the right way. Now, the next game I'm going to discuss is Detroit against the Jets. And this game, while it was really close, 
Uh, I'm going to say two things. So the first thing I'm going to say is that Zach Wilson, the, the completions per attempts aren't very good, but I think Zach Wilson showed why he's the number two overall pick. He made some very, very good throws yesterday. The run game for the Jets got completely shut down, which is embarrassing because the Lions, while their defense has improved and the Lions could potentially compete for a playoff spot, um, it's a little embarrassing that one of the worst defenses in the league completely held the Jets running backs to 20. The, the highest rusher was Zonovan Knight with 23 yards. But Garrett Wilson and and J- Garrett Wilson and Jeff Smith both had really good games. Um, uh, Elijah Moore didn't do much yet again, but C.J. Ozama had two touchdowns. I think the the Jets didn't have a sack. Well, I always said Detroit had a very good offensive line, but the Jets, man, Zach Wilson played a much better game today. I've been a little down on him this year, but everyone thinks everyone's blaming the loss on him, which I don't think it was a loss on him. I thought this loss was poor clock management because you saw the final play of the game where they had three timeouts and they had an opportunity to go downfield and they didn't you, you, they didn't utilize their timeouts the right way. The guy didn't go out of bounds to kick a game-winning field goal. That loss, I think, was on Robert Sala. As great as a job as Robert Sala has done this year, he's the reason why they lost that game, not the Jets. And, you know, the Detroit Lions, I've been saying for a long time, have, an, have young talent. They're not a great team, but they have young talent. They have... Jamison Williams come back from injury. Okay, they have Amonra St. Brown, who's a nice young receiver. DeAndre Swift, who's a nice young running back. Jamal Williams, I'm pretty sure, has the most rushing touchdowns in the league. I mean, defensively, they they have Aiden Hutchinson. Okay, they got Jeff Okuda. They got studs, young studs. And this and it's starting to prove. I said Detroit would be a playoff team 2023, not this year. But perhaps they're making me eat my words a bit. And perhaps this year they might be a playoff team. I mean... They they have four they had four sacks. Ali McNeil, the D tackle, is having an unbelievable season. The guy they they have at NC State, okay, who's drafted third round, okay. I mean, I think Detroit has a legitimate chance for a playoff spot. I'm very proud of them, and it looks like Jared. Everyone's like, oh, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis is going to Detroit in 2023 NFL draft, but. I think they should commit to Jared Goff long term. I don't. I used. To, I was wrong. I thought he was a product of Sean McVay, but Jared Goff is proving that no matter where he goes, he could be a solid starter. Now this game is not as important, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. The Pittsburgh Steelers against the Carolina Panthers. They won 24-16. Two of the two of the not as great teams in the league, but perhaps Mike Tomlin could leave this season. Mike Tomlin could leave this season as a guy who never won under 500 in his career. Because uh, they they played. I mean, Nijay Harris. They didn't. It's not even like the Steelers played a great game. I, I just think the Panthers are, are bottom three team in the league. Trubisky didn't really do much, but Nijay Harris had a touchdown. Warren had a touchdown. Trubisky had a rushing touchdown. Deontay Johnson had a hundred yards uh, receiving. They had the Steelers still have a solid defense. You know, you got guys like Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Larry Anjaboy, Terrell Edmonds. You know, they got, I think the Steelers, or Minka Fitzpatrick, the Steelers have a really good defense, and I think this was a defensive-dominated game. They had they had a total of four sacks on Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold didn't play particularly well. He only had a touchdown, but uh, he didn't play bad. He didn't turn the ball over. DJ Moore had a touchdown, really the only good receiver on, uh, on Carolina. Carolina's in the sweepstakes. If I'm Carolina, I'm picking either C.J. Stroud or Will Levis. Next year, I heard that the owner really likes Dave Tepper, really likes Will Levis a lot, so perhaps Will Levis will be a Panther. But uh, sacks-wise, they had they only had one sack. So Carolina is a definition of a team that's dominated their run game. 
The run game did nothing yesterday to take pressure off Darnold, but the but the last couple weeks since they traded McCaffrey, we saw why Chubba Hubbard was a Heinzman finalist in college at from Oklahoma State. Dante Foreman's played well, obviously, outside of today. Um, they won. They you know obviously they lost, but you know Carolina is a defensive oriented team. They're a defensive dominated team. They have a good defense, but outside of that, they don't really have much of an offense. So that's why they need a quarterback. I think they should give Chubba Hubbard the starting reins to be a running back. But this this game proved why Carolina is lucky. They'll have the beginning selection in every single round, obviously. Obviously, early second round, early third round pick, depending on picks they, they haven't traded away. Because right now, we're, we're you know Carolina's not a very good team. And Kenny Pickett hasn't played. I'm going to go back to the Steelers. Kenny Pickett not playing. I'm not saying that there's a reason why they won. But Kenny Pickett, I think, has the talent and potential to be very good. But I think, you know, he had four touchdown passes, the eight interceptions. Not a very good stat line. I don't think it's all about statistics. I think Kenny Pickett, if they fire Matt Canada and get a competent offensive coordinator, they have the weapons. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Nigel Harris. They need give Pickett a line and a competent OC, and he can be good. That's that's how I feel. Okay. Now we got the Chiefs and the Texans. Okay. And this game was an embarrassment. If you're if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and you want to be on par, okay, with the Buffalo Bills, and you just took the Houston Texans, you just took them to overtime, the worst team in the league, and barely won. That is embarrassing. Now Mahomes looked great. Mahomes is his, this is why he's one of the best to ever do it. And yes, he's only 27 years old, and I'm saying he's one of the best to ever do it because he is. He only had five incompletions. Get that. He only had five incompletions, okay, out of 41 passing attempts, 36 for 41 passing, 336 yards and two touchdowns and no picks. Mahomes looked great, okay? He had a rushing touchdown, so three touchdowns. The former Rutgers kid, obviously, I'm, lived in Jersey last year. So Isaiah Pacheco had almost 100 yards. Isaiah Pacheco is a stud, hence why I root for him, because he's from Rutgers. Okay. Kelsey, they had two, almost 200-yard receivers. Voldez Scantling had a touchdown, but it's like Frank Clark had a sack. Kansas City's team is good, but these are NFL freak, these are NFL players. They can, Anyone can beat anyone on any given day. Davis Mills... Did not play. He did have two touchdowns, but he only had 12 for 2,421 yards. He didn't do much. The uh, the Texans are going are, are, are a quarterback up by committee team. I know it's rare to say. They like to go with Mills and Driscoll. At this point, they're just I, I feel like that they could potentially they, they want Bryce Young. There's only three games left in the season, and they need they need to really lose, you know. If they they're the Texans, obviously their season's over. They're they're in slated to get the quarterback from Alabama, Bryce Young, and they know that they're going to lose. So at this point, they're just trying to lose games. Okay, Damian Pierce was out, one of the best running potential cannon for offensive rookie of the year. So that's a big reason why that they they lost. But but if you're Houston, you need to build a defense. I think Houston has young talent on offense. Brevin Jordan, Nico Collins, um, the line's a little better with Kenyon Green, the 15th overall pick at A and M. The Texans need to draft. The Texans need to draft. Uh, uh, defense, and uh, but you know they have Jalen Petrera and Derek Stingley. Stingley was hurt, who both have potential, but they need defensive line. They need linebackers. I mean, they're they're just looking. They just look absolutely horrible. And hopefully, they capitalize. They have two first round picks from the Sean Watson trade. 
I I think they had two first. They had two first last year too. So hopefully they capitalize on their picks and they do well, well and draft well. But Kansas City, I'm gonna say they're they're a talented team. I still think it missed at this close loss. They'll make a deep playoff run nonetheless. But I think that that Buffalo is still the favorite to come out of the AFC. Now you got the Saints and the Falcons. I mean, who really cares about this game? Desmond Ritter, not not even a hundred yards passing. Look, he's showing he's not ready to NFL ready right now. Run, running ball, Arthur Smith came from a Derrick Henry offense from the Titans, so he's able to utilize running backs well. Cordell Patterson's revived his career there. Alan Jair had 137 yards rushing, 139 yards on a touchdown. Zach Wilson's teammate, I believe it was his running back in college. Okay, Drake London's still haven't, despite poor quarterback play, is, is just balling out. Get this guy, an actual guy to throw to him, not Marcus Mariota, not Desmond Ritter. Okay, uh, Rashawn Evans, who's former Tennessee Titan, had a sack. Obviously, he knows he followed Arthur Smith in Atlanta because that was his coach. Grady Jarrett and Lorenzo Carter had .5 sacks, so they had two sacks. Um, I think Atlanta, it's they should just 2024, since they won't have a high enough pick. Maybe Stroud falls a little bit if Carolina takes Levis and they could take CJ Stroud. But they're they're just a team that need that at this point, either get a free agent quarterback, give Desmond Ritter a year to year as a starter, kind of like what the Eagles did with Hurts because no one thought Hurts was the answer, and then they gave him a couple years and he developed really well. Uh, if you're the Eagles, you know, if you're sorry, if you're the Falcons. I personally would wait, would give Ritter a season and wait till 24, where it's a better QB class, where it's Drake May from UNC, Caleb Williams, the, four, the Heisman winner from USC, or Quinn Hours from Texas, and potentially more quarterbacks I might declare then. I would give Ritter a season to prove himself, because I don't think C.J. Stroud, I would never take, outside of Justin Fields, I would not take an Ohio State quarterback. But Andy Dalton got it done, had two touchdowns, no interceptions. Alvin Kamara, yet again, despite the poorest offensive line, the once great Saints line, which is terrible. Uh, they they uh, he had a hundred yards rushing, which is amazing. Shahid, the receiver, had a touchdown, ninety five yards. Jawan Johnson, the tight end, and two touchdowns. Um, the the defense had four and a half sacks, but the Saints are not in a good position because they don't have they don't really have much of a quarterback. I mean, as a former Bucks fan, Jameis Winston at this point, I don't think he's a competent starter at this point. Andy Dalton isn't very good. You know, Dalton is playing well, but his stats are pretty good this year. But I think Dalton's just a high-end backup at this point in his career. I think uh, the Saints should be in the Caleb tank for Caleb Williams back. I don't think they're going to have the number one pick in 24 because they're, they're a team that, that'll go 7-10, 7-9, and 10, seven and nine, you know, back when there was only 16 games. They're a team that'll be middle of the pack. They're never like a 1-15, 2-14 team, no matter how bad they are. And... You know, but the Col- the Saints need they need a rookie they need a new quarterback. I'm just gonna put it that way. Now we are going to talk about we are gonna talk about the Jaguars and the Cowboys. This game was exciting. I mean, one two words: Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is unbelievable. 24 passing touchdowns this year to seven interceptions. 15 touchdowns to one pick in the last six games is unbelievable. I don't think Dallas. I still think Dallas is a playoff team, but Indianapolis or Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is just a kid with so much poise, so much talent. He had Urban Meyer, probably the worst head coach in history, got fired after, no, even Hugh Jackson didn't get fired after 13 games. I mean, you got Doug Peterson, who's a Super Bowl winning head coach. Okay. You have uh, a great four passing touchdowns, 318 yards. Travis Etienne at 100 yards rushing. 
I mean, Trevor Lawrence, man, is just is proving to everyone why he was the number one overall pick, why he was the most hyped prospect since Andrew Luck in the last nine years. Okay. Zay, Zay Jones had three three receiving touchdowns. Marvin Jones had a touchdown. Okay, Rashawn Jenkins had two interceptions, so that's unbelievable. But th- this team has just proven why that they're Jacksonville can make a scare for a playoff spot. I mean, Doug Peterson, I really I'm not giving him all the credit, but he deserve he does deserve credit for turning this team around along with the the other skill position players, obviously with Trevor Lawrence. And I don't know, man. I just don't think Dak Prescott's the answer. I mean, you throw two interceptions against the Jaguars, that's kind of embarrassing. Dak, I always have been saying, is a product of all the town around him. Okay. CeeDee Lamb is great. Best receiver prospect in a long time when he's coming out in 2020 and only got overshadowed on a crowded offense. You had Michael Gallup. You have Ezekiel Elliott. You have Tony Pollard. You have the line isn't as good as it used to be, but it's still pretty good. He's just he was in a perfect situation since his rookie year. Obviously, they're not as good as a team. They're a good team this year, but they had some not as good seasons with him. While he wins games, it's just because he's a game manager. He's he's good at not turning the ball over. That doesn't make him a good quarterback. People are like, oh, win-loss ratio means everything. It really doesn't because if you're a guy who's in a good situation, just because you have a good WL does not make you a good quarterback. And if you're on a stacked team, anybody in your situation can succeed and be good. I think Dallas, they, they're paying Dak big money. If I'm the Cowboys, I would draft a guy like Max Duggan or someone like or Will Rod Will Rogers ironically played for Mississippi State. Or if you're someone or, or maybe in twenty twenty four you could potentially look for a third or fourth round pick that could sit and learn from Prescott, not draft a guy and they're not gonna have a high enough pick for a quarterback. Let a guy sit and learn and, and draft his potential replacement. Because at this point, I don't mean to be so harsh on Prescott. I just don't think he's the answer. I never thought he was that good. I think he's a product of an, a great situation. And at the if Dallas wants to be the Dallas Cowboys, they need to they need to you know, potentially wait till his contract expires and potentially draft someone, either stick with Dak and do the best you can with him and maybe improve the defense, add some talent with Parsons a little bit, or you draft a guy, develop him, and when his contract runs over, hand the reins over to the, over whoever, the mid-round pick because, in my opinion, I just don't think Prescott's the answer. That's, that, that's my opinion. Now you got the Broncos and the Cardinals. It was 24-15 final. This, this is probably, I'd rather watch sumo wrestling this, than this game. I mean, this game was absolutely terrible. You had Trace McSorley and, and Colt McCoy. You had Brett Ripien, who played a decent game. Latavius Murray had a great game. The running back for Denver had a touchdown. But, you know, th- this game was terrible. I mean, this is Kyler Murray towards ACL. Arizona's just tanking for a draft pick at this point. And I think Kyler Murray, you know, tearing his ACL is horrible. You know, I, I wish him a speedy recovery. And I think Cliff Kingsbury is potentially on his way out. Maybe they'll say, okay, Kyler Murray got hurt, so maybe the losses aren't on him. But but I don't know, man. I think I think Arizona needs to find another air raid air raid uh, coach to go with Kyler Murray and replace Cliff Kingsbury because he's not very you know he's not a competent head coach. Now you got the Raiders and the Patriots, and this game ended on a, on on a very interestingly. The time was running out. It was twenty four twenty four tie game. The Patriots tried a trick play, trick play. Chandler Jones intercepted it and took it to the house, and the Raiders lost. Josh McDaniels beats his former his former tr- trainer. He was a Padawan, Star Wars reference, to Bill Belichick, and the Raiders won. Uh, that was a very embarrassing game. Mac Jones, I don't think, you know what, everyone's saying Mac Jones isn't good. I don't think Jones is anything special. He played on probably the arguably the most 
top five college team of all time. He played on one of the most stacked college teams of all time in 2020, okay? And he had all the talent around him. He went 13 for 31, passing for 112 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. But I think Bill Belichick, or uh, Patricia and Belichick's scheme, I do think Belichick's a great coach. But I think his potentially he's done nothing. He made the playoffs the one year with, with Jones last year, but he hasn't really done much with Brady uh, with without Brady. And I think I think they need to to get keep Belichick obviously, but get a new offensive coordinator because it's like you know all you're doing is throwing throwing the balls, five yard screens, a five yard dump off plays. They need to to utilize Mac Jones as a passer. All they do is just throw the ball short every single time and it's like that's not working you need to try something new I mean Ramonde Stevenson had a great game had a touchdown but uh overall New England is just there they have a good line and a good defense and and the fact that they're seven game when Mac Jones only has I think seven passing touchdowns on the season it's unbelievable that they're winning games but I think they need if they want him to utilize his potential throw the ball downfield more let this kid develop as a passer Okay. Um, Josh Jacobs had another good game. Carr had three passing touchdowns. I think this year for the Vegas Raiders is embarrassing because how do you have the best tight end in the league? One of the best, Darren Waller. One of the best receivers, if not the best, in Devontae Adams, who didn't really do much yesterday, but still one of the best. And you have one of the best running backs only at his position, at least this year in Josh Jacobs, and you're six and eight. I don't think McD- I think McDaniels, because of a late season surge, I believe that they're four and one in their last five games, if I'm not mistaken. They need to keep McDaniel. They'll probably, I think, these games are saved McDaniel's job for one more season. But overall, I just think that the Raiders are terrible, and I actually mistaken because they are one, two, three, four. They're like four and three in their last seven games, so kind of cl- close enough to my what I thought. But they, they have a rough couple games. Uh, the, they could beat the Steelers, but San Francisco and Kansas City, unless the Chiefs bench their starters Week 18, that's a very tough game. If The, the Chiefs will most likely bench their starters, so perhaps the Raiders could squeak out a win. But because they're likely to finish 8-9, and nine, I do think McDaniels keeps his job for another year. I don't think he should, because I think if you're 8-9 and nine on one of the most stacked offensive talent teams in the league, you should have made the playoffs. But we'll see. We'll see how things fare out. Now, the next game I'm going to discuss, we got a couple more, is Tennessee and the Chargers. Now, this game was not very good. The Chargers won a last-second field goal. Herbert did not play well. I love Justin Herbert since his freshman year in college. But they both have, both teams had three interceptions combined. Tannehill had one. Herbert had two. Derrick Henry had a great game, 104 yards and a touchdown. Uh, but... You know, Jeffrey Simmons had a sack. Kevin Byard an interception. Roger Roger McGeary, second-round pick out of Auburn, 2022 draft, I believe, had an interception. But Tennessee is just not a good team. They're the worst receiving team since 2014. The Kansas City Chiefs went the entire year without a receiving touchdown. Tennessee only has one receiving touchdown. Their, their, their whole offense is based upon Derrick Henry. That's what happens like Kansas City, that, that that goes to show you the greatness of Derrick Henry, the fact that you can w- be at 500 with barely throwing the ball, okay? Because Kansas City had Jamal Charles in 2014, who's a great running back, and they, they don't really throw the ball a lot. So that's what happens when you, you don't have a receiver. That's what happens when you run the ball a lot. You don't really 
care about getting great talented receivers and that's you know it stinks and I think Tennessee needs to utilize is he hurt Traylon Burks Traylon Burks has so much potential to be really good he's a receiver first round pick out of Arkansas and I think Tennessee in the draft next year they need to get a wide receiver they need to they're they're a team that they also don't have a very good defense either so they need to repair get get Tannehill some more receivers to throw to and get the defense because Justin Herbert now going to the Chargers, played a great game. I think the Chargers could f- potentially make a playoff push. They have the talent. But like the Raiders, the Chargers, if the Chargers miss out on the playoffs this year, I think Brandon Staley should lose it. I'm not, I don't think he should lose his job, but I think he should be on the hot seat at the very least because, you know, this Chargers team is absolutely stacked. And you, you can't lose game. You can't be have a stacked team. They're, they're a better version of the Raiders. Great team and barely squeaking into the playoffs. That's That's kind of embarrassing in my opinion. Now you got the Bengals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I, everyone knows that I'm a loyal Bucks fan. Uh, since 2012, I've watched Josh Freeman, Jameis Winston, and I've watched a lot of, you know, not amazing QB play. But okay, Cincinnati and Tampa. Okay, what the heck happened to my Bucks? They're up 13, 17 and three at halftime. They lose 34-23. Tom Brady has 312 yards and two interceptions. The last time in 2019 we said Brady was done with with the with the Patriots, he came back and won a Super Bowl with Tampa. I think if you're if you're a team like the 49ers, you should be looking into Tom Brady because while he's going to be 46 this upcoming 20, 2023 offseason, okay, I do think that he's still he's still Brady still you know, I don't think Brady is bad. I mean, yeah, he's in a great situation with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And, and Leonard Fournette, the line isn't great. Okay, Todd Bowles is not a good head coach. So I think the main two reasons for our losses, poor game management, break, uh, I think it's mainly the line and, and, the, and the Todd Bowles. Okay, I don't think that Brady is bad. I think, look at the 49ers. They're winning with Mr. Orwell a third-string quarterback. If you put Brady on San Francisco, I do think the 49ers can win another Super Bowl. The issue is that would you want to give up on a 22, 23-year-old prospect to, for a 46, a guy who's almost in his 50s, you know what I mean? So it's like, unless they want to keep Trey Lance and pull a Jordan Love and sit him a year or two behind Brady, maybe a year at most, then maybe getting Brady's not a good thing. But I think Brady is not done, and I think that I just think he's in a, he's not he's while he didn't play that great against Cincinnati, he his stat line on the year for a forty five year old quarterback is pretty darn good. He had four turnovers, but twenty touchdowns and seven interceptions. I don't think one game is detrimental to a guy's entire season. And I think Tampa is just not a good team. I mean, we didn't win anything with Jameis, and obviously Brady won us a Super Bowl, and potentially we'll go back to sucking. And I'm going to be a fan. I'll be. I was here for the good days, and I'm going to be here for the bad days. And uh, it's just I think Brady still has it, and I think Brady. If you go, I think he could win another championship with the 49ers. I'm, I'm making a bold take. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I'm just saying. San Francisco should go after Tom Brady. They can win with Brock Purdy. They can win with anybody. If you want to win a Super Bowl, I don't think Purdy, I mean, Purdy could take them to playoffs, but I don't know if they're going to win too many games of Purdy in the playoffs. I think Purdy's probably limited. I want the kid to be successful. I'm not going against him. I just think, you know, he, he's a seventh round pick for a reason. If you if you if you're the 49ers, you should look into all your options, whether you go back to Trey Lance, give Purdy the starting job, or potentially leave Purdy as a backup, trade Trey Lance, or leave him on the bench, Let Gar- trade Garoppolo, or I don't know if he's a free agent actually, and then let Brady come in and, and take the job. 
and then potentially you can win a Super Bowl with him because I don't think Brady's done, and I think the 49ers can win with anybody at quarterback. Now, we're going to talk about the Bengals. Joe Burrow had a great game. Didn't really throw the ball that much. I mean, he threw the ball 27 times, only 200 yards, a lot of short passes, but he had four touchdowns to one interception. Joe Burrow was just great. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Will Cox, and uh, T. Higgins all had a touchdown, the big three on Cincinnati. Logan Wilson had a sack. Jermaine Pratt had an interception. Trey Flowers had a pick. Jermaine Pratt inter- could say he intercepted the GOAT, Tom Brady, which is unbelievable. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, this game is just, is just you might as well play the Bucks. You might as well, you know, just... The, I'm not trying to be negative. The only reason why Tampa Bay doesn't season isn't over is because the NFC South is weak. I think if we get paired up against the Giants, we could beat them. But I think Tampa Bay is, at best, is probably going to be a second-round exit from the playoffs. That's my projection for them. And uh, the last game we are going to discuss is the Giants, who we just mentioned, the Commanders. New York Giants played a great game yesterday. Now, I want to say one thing, take take note on publicly on a podcast. Daniel Jones, is, I think, is a solid quarterback. Do I think he's elite? No, but he's a good game manager, and he gets the job done. Daniel Jones, I don't think, is a bad quarterback at all. He has 12 touchdown passes to four interceptions. He only has four interceptions in 14 games. I think that's pretty impressive, if you ask me. And uh, Saquon Barkley has 100 yards and a touchdown. Washington has a tough defense. I think if you're the Giants, you pick up his fifth-year option, give him one more year, Draft a couple receivers. Smith Najiba is projected to fall in the draft because of, I think, a leg injury. So maybe get the kid from Ohio State. But Giants have a bright future. Brian Dayballs is a good coach. Okay. The Giants barely won four, three, four games in a season since the 2017 season. This is the best year the Giants have had since 2016 when they made the playoffs. They lost in the first round. Obviously, the famous game where where Odell didn't play well and they went to the trip to Miami and he had those three drops and Green Bay smoked them. Okay. Obviously, this is the best Giants team in the last six, seven years. And and Dayball deserves a lot of credit. But the defense for the Giants, man, deserves credit because, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau's proven wise, the fifth overall pick, had a touchdown. I, I, what was it? A forced fumble, a touchdown, and a sack yesterday. So Kayvon Thibodeau played a great game. Okay. Aziz Oldrawler had .5 sacks. Anderson had a sack. Dexter Lawrence had .5 sacks. And the fact Dexter Lawrence was being double and triple teamed and still almost had a full sack is unbelievable. But they got great talent. They got Trevor. They got the other Clemson Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence. Leonard Williams, I think, you know, Leonard Williams is a great player. I I believe he's hurt hurt right now. But they got a lot of talent. They got um, Zizel Jalare, who's an absolute stud, second-round pick out of Georgia for a reason. They have Thibodeau, who's a stud. So they got two good interior guys, two good exterior guys. They have great, they have good secondary Julian Love. I do think the Giants need to draft some corners, though. I don't think the Giants, I don't think, I still don't think Gatorade Jackson's that great. He's having one of the better seasons of his career, but, you know, for a first round pick, I don't think Jackson's that great. And I think Giants need to draft a corner. And that that's how I see it. But overall, Commanders played pretty well. Uh, Taylor Heineke at 249 yards and a touchdown. Brian Robinson had a great... Brian Robinson's a stud because he almost had 100 yards on only 12 carries. And, dude, Brian Robinson, literally, it was so hard. There, there He would run through, crowd a sea of defenders, and, and literally just stuff, stiff arm and just throw all of them off him. He's a stud. And 
he's a beast. And obviously the, the commanders have Dotson, McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. The commanders have a plethora of great receivers. And I think Washington has a bright future. The NFC South has such a, or sorry, NFC East has such a bright future. But all four teams are on the rise. But I just think right now the Giants are a little bit better. And I think the Giants, if you're, if you're the New York Giants, you have, you have some things to, to question because, okay, in the, like I said in the offseason, obviously they need, to, they, need, they need to figure out what they do with Jones. You franchise tag him or you give him a short two, three-year deal. Personally, I would franchise tag him because he's played well, but I don't think he's played well, for an, well enough for an extension. And they need some receivers. They need to protect them a little bit better, get some interior O-linemen to pair with Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal on the outside. Uh, maybe get a couple corners. But in your, what are your guys you could leave in the comments below? What do you think the Giants, do you think the Giants make the playoffs? Or do you think they miss the playoffs? Because, you know, they are in an interesting situation. They play Minnesota next week, which I actually, I, they play Minnesota on the road. And I, I honestly think that even though they play them on the road on Christmas Eve, on Saturday, I think the Giants could potentially pull off an upset because as great as Kirk Cousins is, he ha- the Giants, they have a terrible offensive line. And they are going up against a potentially healthy Leonard Williams. They're going up against Dexter Lawrence, Aziz Ojolare. They're going up against four, Kayvon Thibodeau, four really good defenders, okay? And they don't have an O-line. So look at if you look at the matchup, Kirk Cousins isn't going to have time to throw. The, the Vikings' defense is pretty good, but Saquon Barkley can do good no matter what team he plays, okay? So I, I think the Giants have a chance. I'm not saying they're definitely going to, but the Giants have a chance of pulling off an upset. But the worst case scenario, they'll, they'll, the Colts is an easy win for the Giants. They'll, they won't lose to the Colts. If they go 9-7-1 and one, and the Seahawks don't play well and they lose, I, th- I still think the Giants make the playoffs at 9-7-1 and one and pr- potentially play Tampa first round or we'll see who they play. But they, I think the Giants are still a playoff team. You, you guys obviously leave a comment, like, subscribe. Uh, and let me know about the video, anything that I could improve on maybe give me some advice or whatever, and maybe let me know about the Giants because I want to hear, obviously I'm from the New York, New Jersey area, so the Giants are the most intriguing topic for me. Do you think the Giants make the playoffs? Do you? How do you think they'll fare in their next three games? What improvements can they make in the offseason? All those things. Thank you for, for watching. I'll see you guys next episode.